Okay. Well, we'll, we'll pick up uh, with something different now. Uh, just want to lay out the lay out the timeline. Remember, this is there's Revelation, and you have start to finish. Genesis actually means beginning. That's just your beginning. Yeah, but I believe it is the real beginning. What's the alternative? So you, you're going to think science, and here's the here's the key answer to ask anybody when they tell you billions of years. Were you there? <laughs> they weren't there. So much speculation. Whatever. If Genesis is true, here's the thing you want to ask yourself. What would the evidence be on the earth? Well, yeah, it, the evidence is, like I say, it was a huge flood. Starting in Genesis chapter 6, wiped out everything, and that's what you'd find. You know, they have this thing, I, like, I want to mention this, is because they'll say it's billions of years, the sediment layers. It wasn't laid down by water. It was billions of years. At the museums and stuff, that's what they'll tell you. All these little tiny, like Grand Canyon. No, the Grand Canyon was like... Uh, a sand thing that you shake or whatever, and as it settles in water, all those layers come like that. Go buy your little one. You can watch it do it. It separates itself by itself. Okay. But anyway, they got this thing called, they call them polystrate fossils. All it is is just, you and I know Noah's flood. This place has, has, I mean, you can't have death before sin because the Bible says by one man's offense, death reigned. And God said it. In the day you you'll surely die. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, because he, he went on and said, remember there was a tree of good and not, uh, well, tree of, the tree of life. And, and, and right at the end of Genesis 3, God said, we need to keep him away from the tree of life lest he live forever. That's just myth. No, it's right. It's either myth or it's right. Well, we believe it's right. Because we've got a Savior, Jesus Christ, that was here. And we have record he was here. And we can't find his body. And we got reference that he shows he he so stunned the world, you know. Anyway, so back to uh, uh, so uh, the, the so the when the flood hit, uh, which is what we what we believe, you know, oh uh, the uh, all these sedimentary rocks, it's just like concrete all over the world. Okay, so if those little lines like the Grand Canyon or something, those they say, well, that's just millions of years, millions of years. The Colorado River carved that out, not one. It was Noah's Flood River, it carved it out. And if you look at a map, there's uh, Grand Lake, which is not there anymore. Grand Lake is above the Grand Canyon. And when it gave way, it flushed all that stuff. It tore all that stuff out. But anyway, you have this thing called polystrate fossils. I'll just give you what it is instead of the term. What that means is you got all these lines, vertical lines of supposedly millions of years, each line laid down, whatever, like this, just line, 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 line. Okay. But you got a pine tree that's sticking up this way all the way through those layers. <laughs> Evolutionists have got a real problem there. They're going. And what's even funnier is that pantry, guess what? It's even inverted. It's upside down. And they're all over the world. Oh, they always have an answer because they don't believe this. And that's fine. We're not going to fight them. The same evidence is for all of us. Besides that, God put in our, everybody's heart, the scripture says in Romans chapter 1, we all have the knowledge of God. We know he created everything. Even though they'll say, oh, no, no, it was evolution. What? You believe we... Where'd it come from then? It's so funny. They, they've gone so far now as they say, well, who's to say an alien didn't seed this planet? That's the scientific community. An alien? Anything but God. So Genesis. All right, we're going to speed all the way. All the way down here goes to Revelation. That's, 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 that hadn't happened yet. But there's the details of what's going to happen. All right. Uh, anyways, you follow along here in Genesis, you pick up with Abraham, and you know what happens here. Abraham and his descendants, that's what this is about. The earth is still going on with other people's descendants and stuff, 
but it's but the our Bible is about Abraham and his kids. And the reason is because ultimately, guess what? Jesus came through Abraham. That's all it was. But anyway, and God did some wonderful things through a nation. He selected them. It was just them. It was no other nation. But other people in other nations could get blessed. You could see that trail in the scriptures. But anyway, so here comes the descendants of Abraham. You know, we call it Israel. And they wound up in the, shall we say, the glory days after they had lost their kingdom. King David comes along. And then all of them are going to be descendants of David all the way down to when we get to Jesus right here. Anyway, but remember what happened with those kings. Right toward the end of those kings. And remember their problem was they didn't want anything to do with Jesus. They started worshiping idols. Well, they had been worshiping idols. And they lost their kingdom to, uh, to Nebuchadnezzar. And the Bible says, well, God said he raised up Nebuchadnezzar for that purpose. God was so mad at them. Remember, he said, one of the Ten Commandments is what? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And the Bible says he is jealous. He's a jealous God. It really just, you know, you and I get hacked off. Well, that's just something just, just I have to, oh, see, in America, we try to say we ought to control. No, you probably needed to get hacked off. What, it doesn't bother you that somebody stole your car, came in your house, and took everything that was yours, killed your kids and whatever? Well, I'm not hacked off. I learned to control my anger. Man, where are you from? Mm-mm. So anyway, uh, I want us to go here to, whew, let me go to, uh, I, I, well, I'll go to Matthew first. Matthew, uh, Jesus is talking about, let me get to it first, the end of time here. Uh, let's see. Well, I didn't get there. Let's see. Let's see where I'm at. Yeah, here we go. All these buildings will be knocked down. There's not going to be one upon another. And the disciples said, when's this going to happen? All right, so I'm going to scroll down here to where he mentions what we're going to look at this morning. And I'll, I'll watch my time because I owe you all some time. I'm sitting here thinking that uh, I should go n- nearly an hour sometimes. I don't need to. Okay, so look at this. It says, just as it was in Noah's time. Whoa, yeah. Jesus is referencing Noah. No, we're not going to look at Noah, but uh, oh, let's see here. Oh. I think I need to be in Luke, but just a second. Let's take a look anyway. Uh, yeah, let's switch this. This same story is in, uh, oh, oh, let's take Luke. I want to take, take Luke, see if Luke's got it. These are all at the end of um, each one of these Gospels. Oh, uh, let's see, 20... It's, tw- it's 21, I think. Hang on a second. 21. Yeah, here we go. So all these things are going to happen. Wow, all these terrible things happen. Notice what he says, not a hair of your head will perish. I mean, we, we should key on those things, praise the Lord. You know, if we're down here, Jesus doesn't quit. You still pray about everything. Uh, let me get down here to uh, these crazy things are going to be happening. Oh... Well, I didn't see it there. I thought it was there. Let's go. Let's let's check Daniel. Only three places where Matthew and Mark and Luke. Uh, I'm looking for Daniel's. So I'm looking for. Let's see. Let's try 14 here. Second. Uh, prior to that, here's the beautiful. See, so notice how all three of those books. Here's the beautiful buildings, and then Jesus tells you what's going to happen. I really think it's Matthew. I don't. For some reason, I'm. Uh. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. 
Uh, anyway, uh, he says right here, when you see the horrible thing standing in the temple, oh, literally standing where it ought not, let the reader pay attention. This is in Matthew 2. But anyway, this is written in the, he's referencing Daniel is what that is. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to point out that Jesus is mentioning Daniel here. That same verse is in Daniel. But let's go to the book of Hebrews. Just want to pull out something again about Daniel here. Oh, in the book of Hebrews here, uh, it's a big long list of, of people that trusted the Lord. And he finally closes out his list. He could go on and on, he says. But notice what he says here. He says, oh, what more shall we say then? Verse 32, chapter 11 of Hebrews. It would take too long to recount the stories. And I, I love that. It takes too long. Matter of fact, that's what John, the gospel of John, Peter, James, and John, that John, John three sixteen, when he wrote the gospel of uh, John, his account, he said, man, the books, all the books in the world couldn't, you couldn't fill them. I mean, you couldn't, there was, there, it was just, there's just too many things God did, you know. And he was talking about Jesus while he was here. The books couldn't contain the miracles. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, but anyway, notice this. He said, uh, uh, it would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, of Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the other prophets, uh, all, look at this, all people who trusted God, they, as a result, they won battles, overthrew kingdoms, ruled people well, received what God had promised. They were kept for, from harm in a den of lions. Who's that? Well, that was Daniel, wasn't it? All right, so let's go over here and let's take a look real quick. So when you get to Daniel, Daniel, I'll hold it right here on the index here. So uh, all this is history. This is solid history all the way up to 2 Kings 1 and Chronicles and then Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, and then, okay. So it's, it's all, all the way to uh, Esther and Job. That's historic. You could float the book of Job frontwards or backward. It's just a small event, okay? Not even anything about Israel. It's about Job. And you can read for yourself what took place there. But anyway, nonetheless, this, this is chronologically correct right here. And then when you get down here, there's what we call the major prophets. I like to call them the news reporters, except they're God's news reporters back in the days of this history right here. So you had Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and then there he is, is Daniel, because Daniel was a pretty good-sized book right there. And that's where they call them the majors and the minors, but <laughs> it didn't matter. When Jesus is talking about, he said, how could you not understand about the sufferings of the Messiah? That, all that came out of there. But it was, these prophets were talking about what was happening right then, which is, it's ridiculous for us to try to apply what they said uh, today as though we don't know that Nebuchadnezzar had taken over. So here we go. So in Daniel chapter 1, let's see how far we get. So let's see what happens. Three years after King Jehoiakim, now he was David's 21st or 22nd down the generation son, okay? Jehoiakim. There was a Jehoiachin and a Jehoiakim, whatever. But anyway, he's toward the end here. And three years after King Jehoiakim began to rule in Judah, Babylon's King Nebuchadnezzar attacked Jerusalem with his armies. Nebuchadnezzar actually, you, where'd you get this from? Now, you can read it, the tail end of 2 Kings or the tail end of 2 Chronicles. That's the final, they got taken over. I mean, it was, whatever you want to call it, World War II is just <laughs> Israel lost. And remember, Israel's not supposed to ever lose. They lost them because they didn't love the Lord. <clears throat> They'd gotten so far away. So anyway, Nebuchadnezzar had already set up, I believe it was Jehoiakim, there was Jehoiachin right there. You can go read them for yourself. The last chapters of 2 
Kings and Second Chronicles are so condensed because it was like, well, they blew it. King so-and-so didn't last but three years. Egypt came over and raided the place, and then Nebuchadnezzar came over, and that was it. It's just, it's of such a nutshell of what happened at the end. Okay. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Jeremiah, Jeremiah gave us more details of what happened because remember Jeremiah was thrown in the dungeon, not by this king, but another king. I'm trying to what his name was. And they got him out. They said, look, Jeremiah's the only one helping us out, telling us what's going on. Richard, I can't believe that stuff. Oh, go read it yourself. It's Jeremiah. Jeremiah is there's not a Jeremiah 1 and a Jeremiah 2. It's one book, and it's in chapters 32, 33, 34. But read the whole book. And if you'll know, it, just read it. He'll give you times and dates while you're reading it. It's good stuff. All right, three years after King Jehoiakim began to rule in Judah... See, they were trying to break away from Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar attacked Jerusalem with his armies. Boy, that was enough. Look at this. And the Lord gave him victory. Now, what? The Lord gave King Nebuchadnezzar victory over Jerusalem? Yeah. The book of Isaiah, written at the same time frame, tells us the same thing. God says, here comes the armies. I have prepared them to come down and get y'all. Y'all worshiping idols? And he said, boy, next time you're in trouble, Isaiah said, next time you're in trouble, you cry out to that piece of wood then. Of course, you and I like to say this. Well, wait, we don't, we don't have idols. So next time you and I are in trouble, what do we do? Everything by prayer. Lord, help me, help me. And that's where in the Bible, but we have just, it, it's funny. You wonder where we're, where we're at in our missionary life. You know, what can I do for you? Just tell people you pray about everything. You are such an impact to those at Walmart, at work, or wherever you're at. Because they're like, oh, I thought it was because of the Biden administration. Got nothing to do with it. Oh, we need Trump in office. Well, we do need Trump in office, but until then, we still got Jesus. And when you get Trump in office, if he comes back, it doesn't matter. It's Jesus, praise the Lord. But see, we get stuck in this, and especially our medical knowledge. Our medical knowledge is so incredible. It's just, I was listening to um, Jeff Foxworth the other day. He's just, just funny, excuse me. But, anyway, but he said something was really true. He said, boy, back in the day, he said the only medications we had was aspirin and camphophenic. <laughs> but now it's all across the board, you know? And it's just incredible, you know? And you bring up a subject, everybody's an, everybody's an expert. Well, that skin problem is this, and this eye problem is this, and whatever. And you, and these are Christians. And nobody says, let's stop a minute and let's pray in the name of Jesus. Of course we do, but, you know, but praise God. It's just, oh, all right, here we are. Back to this. We'll never get through Daniel 1, 2, and 3. This, this, so, but th this is history. Oh, this is Daniel the prophecy. He didn't get into any of that till later. So here's what happened. So Nebuchadnezzar, a real figure in history, he attacked Jerusalem with his armies. And, well, was Israel really a nation? Yes, in the history books. Our Bible's a beautiful history book. Our Bible's got more histor history about Israel than the other uh, places that we can get. But we've got a Jewish historian named Josephus, and he wrote all kind of stuff, and it endorsed everything in the Bible. Anyway, the Lord gave him victory over Jehoiakim, and when he returned to Babylon, he took along some of, who did he take? Uh-oh. Well, he took Daniel and some other guys. Uh, he took uh, along some of the sacred cups. Oh, yeah, that's right. From the temple of God and placed them in the treasure of his God in the land of Shinar. Well, how come it's not Jehovah God? Well, don't worry about that. God deals with everybody, and God's going to deal with Nebuchadnezzar. So he stole, uh, he took from the temple these cups. Now, remember, his grandson is going to one day in this book here, they're going to take these cups and start drinking out of them, and all of a sudden there's going to be a handwriting on the wall. That's it. I, 
Is, was it baloney? This has never happened. It did happen. Here we go. He ordered Ashpenaz, who was in charge of his palace personnel. Now think about it. This is a king. They're back at glory land at their home. They're not in Jerusalem. They attacked Jerusalem. They hated it. They just took all the goodies. To select some of the Jewish youths. So now we got an idea. This guy's a young guy. Brought back as captives. Young men. Look at this. Of the royal family and nobility of Judah. Wow. So possibly David's great, 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 whatever. And teach them how to speak German or Chinese or whatever. They had to learn the Chaldean language and literature. Pick strong and healthy, good-looking lads, he said. Those who have read widely uh, in many fields and are well-informed, alert, sensible, and have enough, have enough poise to look good around the palace. Now you know. Well, we don't want you to kind of look homely a little bit. <laughs> you know, man, all this racist stuff, it's history. What are we going to do? Start doing this ourselves? This is what Nebuchadnezzar wanted. The king assigned them the best food and wine from his own kitchen during their three-year training period. Now we know. Look at all these details. Three-year pl training period. Planning to make them his counselors when they graduated. Here we are, Daniel. Now this book is called Daniel. Daniel, Hananiah, Meshach, and I'll tell you this, this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they're going to change their names. Uh, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah were the four of the, uh, uh, scroll down here, four of the young men chosen from the tribe of Judah. Well, now we know where they're from. So their great, 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 great grandpapa was Judah. However, their superintendent, which that gives us, that gives us, you know, it just tells us David was in the line of, I mean, David, Daniel. Daniel was, you know, he, he probably wasn't one of Jesus' granddaddies, but he was part of that branch. I mean, David had, just like Solomon, they all had a lot of wives and whatever. Here we go. However, their superintendent gave them Babylonian names as the following. Here we go. Look at this. Oh, I wonder what it tells you. Daniel is called Belteshazzar. You've probably heard this because you'll have seen scriptures. It'll say Belteshazzar, and that's told by Daniel. Hananiah was called, here we go, Shadrach. Meshach, Mishael was called Meshach, and Azariah was called Abednego. All right, wow. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, there you go. But Daniel, look at this. Daniel made up his own mind not to eat the food and wine given to them by the king. A lot of people jump out here and they say, well, here's your, your nutritional stuff. Now, remember, God said you could sell that dead cow that died of natural causes to a foreigner, but you don't eat it, you know. And they weren't supposed to eat fish that had skin. You know, it was just them. But everybody else could eat it. But he didn't want to eat the food and wine given by the king. He asked the superintendent for permission to eat other things instead. Now, as it happened, God had given the superintendent special appreciation for Daniel and sympathy for his predicament. Doesn't this sound like Joseph? Yeah. You have favor, praise God. All right, here we go. So, but he also, uh, but he was alarmed by Daniel's suggestion. I'm afraid that you'll become pale and thin compared to the other youths of your age, he said, and then the king will behead me for neglecting my responsibilities. Now, let's jump ahead because we already know about Daniel in the lion's den. Why did Daniel get thrown into the lion's den? Yes, I know they were jealous about him, but the other reason was what? Daniel was always praying. So this is not anything new here. It's not about anything, but Daniel wanted to just serve the Lord. That's all. 
Daniel talked it off with the steward who was appointed by the superintendent to look after Daniel. Notice he didn't say, well, just tough. You'll just have to wait and see. No, he said, look, let's just do a test case and you'll see. And suggested a 10-day, hey, diet of only vegetables and water. And then at the end of this trial period, the steward could see how they looked in comparison with the other fellows who ate the king's rich food and decided whether or not to let them continue their diet. Man, some people jump out right here and say, that's it, that's it, that's the takeaway. Jesus wants us to eat vegetables. Okay, quit reading your Bible then. Such a fantastic story here that I hope, you know, I know we will, that you would keep reading your Bible and apply the part that matters. Here, watch this. Well, at the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the youths who had been eating the food supplied by the king. People would jump off and say, it's the vegetables, it's the vegetables. No, it was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego serving the Lord. That's all it was. They had decided we want to honor the Lord. Had nothing to do with the vegetables. That's the reason a lot of people won't even go to church or read their Bibles anymore. They go, I'm not a murderer, you know, and I don't drink, thinking it's all about drinking. Oh, my goodness. Have no idea that Jesus said, well, I'm not going to drink this again until after the resurrection. You don't drink, do you, Jesus? And Jesus will tell you, yeah, I told everybody that y'all call me a drunkard. Well, why do you call him a drunkard? He said, because John the Baptist didn't drink and he didn't eat. He, he, didn't, he fasted a lot. He said, but Jesus said, this is what Jesus said, I don't fast. And I don't stop drinking. Jesus, you're wrecking the boat for the Baptist. No, wait a minute. Am I helping the boat for the Baptist? Because it's not, do I go to the liquor store down here? Everybody in Huntsville is under sin. Everybody, we all have sin and come short of the glory of God. It's our personal lives and our, it's, you got to look in your heart. What's going on? Yeah, but I don't drink and I don't, I don't go out with harlots and stuff. Yeah, see, there you go. And I'm not on drugs. Yeah, so there you go. So long as you're not in any of those three, you're going to heaven. We didn't even need Jesus to die. Jesus, you died for nothing. We're smart enough to hold back on that heroin. We're not going to do that. And I'm going to live a good life. And what? You got to have help. All right, let's back to this. Well, the steward finally agreed to the test. Well, at the end of 10 days, Daniel and his three friends, they looked healthier and better nursed than the youth who had been eating the food supplied by the king. Now, remember the bottom line was David said, I don't want to defile myself. Had nothing to do with it. They could have ate this stuff. They were trying to serve the Lord while they had lost their kingdom. So after that, the steward fed them on the vegetables and water and with, without the rich foods and wines. God gave, look at this. Now, this, this, anything in the Bible is yours too. God gave these four youths, look at this, great ability to learn, and they soon mastered all the literature and science of the time. And God gave to Daniel special ability in understanding, I think it says dreams and visions. But anyway, uh, I know, I had heard about this, thankfully, at the, this time I was been going to churches that uh, believe the Bible, and I didn't know anything about Daniel because I hadn't read it, but the preacher took his text one morning and was bringing this out, and I thought, man, did I ever gravitate toward that? Because my sister was an A student, and I was not. Bottom line was, because of this, I completed college. Praise God, I surprised myself. But I had to ask the Lord for help, because I thought, I thought I was tripping. I thought, I can't, I can't do this. I can't study, you know. I mean, I've always made C's and D's and whatever, and sort of could stay away from the F's, but, you know, but it was just... Man, I just thought I just couldn't. I couldn't. But then I saw this, and I thought, wait, I know God. And if he gave them this, and of course the preacher was telling us, if God gave this to them, he, it's yours too. Well, I jumped on it. Look at that. They mastered all the literature of, that's what I needed, because my college wasn't interested in my relationship with Jesus. They were interested in me passing classes or get out of the university. So I had to make the grades. But anyway, bottom line, look at this. 
He gave him knowledge and skill. The scriptures, the King James says, knowledge and skill and all wisdom and learning. I like to use that in my prayers, whatever. But anyway, nonetheless, all the literature and science of the time. And God gave special ability to Daniel in understanding the meaning of dreams and visions. Uh, when the three-year training period was complete, it was three years. That's like college, wasn't it? The superintendent brought all the young men to the king for oral exams. David had to walk up to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, boy, spout off this equation in calculus for us. He could do it. They brought all the young men to the king for oral exams, as he had been ordered to do. King Nebuchadnezzar had long talks with each of them. Think about that. Now, we know, well, I'll tell you, Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel, they're buddies. They wound up being buddies. Nebuchadnezzar, remember, he, got, he had a dream, and he called Daniel to come in and interpret it. This is, it's, I want to say chapter 5, whatever, but it probably is 5. Anyway. And the first thing Daniel said was, he said, boss, I wish this was anybody but you. <laughs> that's, when, that's when Nebuchadnezzar was going to lose his mind because he got big-headed. Look what I have done. God had told him that I raised you up to do this, to go after Israel, knock off Egypt, knock off this group and that. I raised you up. But Nebuchadnezzar goes, look what I did. Man, I'm such a hot shot. He says, because you did that, you're going to graze like an ox. You're going to lose your mind. And he went crazy for seven years. But Daniel told him this in the dream. He said, sir, you're going to lose your mind for seven years. You're going to be out there grazing like an ox, a crazy man. But after seven years, you're going to get your kingdom back. Nebuchadnezzar was reciting this story. He wrote it down and he sent it out to all the people of his kingdom, Babylon, and told them, the God of heaven restored my mind, brought me back in office. I got everything back. Can you imagine that? There ain't no loony tune going to go take the presidency. He did. He got it back. So let's back down to where we were. So one by one, Nebuchadnezzar is given these long talks. And none of them impressed him as much as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. There we go. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. So they put all their, his other regular staff, excuse me. So they were put on his regular staff as ad, of advisors. In all matters, look at this. In all matters. You don't think your opinion matters as a Christian? Look at this. That's the reason... Remind yourself that you are a special representative of the Lord. Remember, he said, don't worry about what you are to say or speak, because it won't be you who speaks, but it'll be the Spirit of your Father which is in you. That covers everything else, too. In all matters, look at that, requiring information and balanced judgment, the king found these young men's advice, look at this, ten times better than all the skilled magicians and wise astrologers in his realm. Now, who do we blame for that? He just told us it was the Lord. Daniel held this appointment as the king's counselor until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. These are dates and times. King Cyrus, well, anyway, you, you wind up, you see that in, in, uh, oh, in the book of Esther. Esther, remember, the kingdom's gone. All the Jews are scattered all over. And God said, I'll do that. I'm going to scatter you across the world. But I'm going to bring you back. That's Daniel 1. We'll probably just be able to get through 2 and that's it. One night in the second year of his reign, this old Nebuchadnezzar had a terrifying nightmare and woke up trembling with fear. To make matters worse, and you've had this happen too, scared the daylights out of me, but now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was a bad one, but I don't remember that. Or have you ever woke up in the morning and you're going, I was just thinking about something, what was it? Okay, that's what happened. He immediately called in all his magicians, incantationists, sorcerers, astrologers, and demanded they tell him what his dream had been. 
I mean, you boys been spouting off like y'all know everything. Well, they couldn't do it. Watch them. Watch what they said. Remember, Daniel's in this group too, but he just wasn't in the room at the time. I've had a terrible nightmare, he said, as they stood before him. I can't remember what it was. Tell me, for I fear some tragedy awaits me. Then the astrologers, speaking in Aramaic, why would you have to say that? Because that's what was going on. Remember, there was Chaldean and Aramaic at this time frame where they were at. They said, uh, sir, uh, tell us the dream and we can tell you what it means. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, Because they knew, well, let's just read. They knew if they didn't, they're going to get killed. The king replied, I tell you, the dream is gone. I can't remember it. And if you won't tell me what it was uh, and what it means, I'll have you torn, oh, God, limb from limb. Your house is made into a, a heaps of rubble, and I'll give you many, but I'll give you many gifts and honors if you tell me what the dream was and what it means. So begin. <laughs> He's sitting there going, okay, let's go. Bring it on. How can we tell you what the dream means unless you tell it what it was. Now, wait a minute. These guys were saying they were the greatest people in the world. But see, they can't pull it off. The king retorted, look at this. I see your trick. You're trying to stall for time until the calamity befalls me that the dream foretells. But if you don't tell me the dream, you're, you certainly can't expect me to believe your interpretation. The astrologers replied to the king, they're in the man alive. Yeah, there is too. I remember one, Joseph, last week. Look at that. Years and years ago, there isn't a man alive who can tell others what they have dreamed. And there isn't a king in all the world who would ask such a thing. Boy, now they're getting themselves in trouble. Ain't no king would ever ask for something like this. Boy, Nebuchadnezzar, you talk about getting mad, he's getting mad. This is impossible thing the king requires. No one except the gods can tell you your dream, and they're not here to help. Notice this. Oh, what a phrase. Notice, see, because these people don't know anything about Jehovah. They're just going, well, you've got to ask the gods. And notice how... <laughs> Notice what they think about their gods. <laughs> They're not here to help. Almost sounds like some Baptists I know. They never pray about anything. They get together and they just talk. They ask. Economy's bad. Daughter's in college. She wrecked a car first week, you know. She's got emotional problems. See where that goes? Oh, I know. I know somebody, so-and-so's friend. They have emotional problems too. And yeah, I'm going to kill that boyfriend. Nobody is praying. Golly. But we are, praise the Lord. All right, upon hearing this, the king was furious. And he sent out orders. Here it goes. Execution. Execute all the wise men of Babylon. Now, wait a minute. We have a whole chapter talking about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Yeah, they're in this group. And Daniel and his companions were rounded up with the others to be killed. Well, you got to get God's timing. No, you don't. You got to get off your backside and say, Jesus, help me. Help me. I need your help. Just like the book of Psalms says. That's the reason if you don't know what to say, go to the book of Psalms. Just go to the book of Psalms and go, oh, and find one and go, oh, God, help me. Enemies are around me. They're coming after me. It's all me, me, I, I, I. That's what you want. It's okay. All right, here we go. But when Arioch, the chief executioner, oh, no came to kill them, Daniel handled the situation with great wisdom by asking, uh, hey, what, what's up with this? Why is the king angry? What's the matter? Can you? Uh, that's the reason if we just wind up being Bible Belt Christians, we don't know what, we don't even understand this story. Thank God we're not. We're in the Bible Belt, but we're missionaries here. There's been a many times somebody will be at the Walmart thing just checking me out and I can tell, 
yeah, the Lord, the Lord this, Lord this, Lord this. And I said, we just need to pray about that. And it's like, they didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, I guess I, I should. Other people go, you don't think I pray? <laughs> no, I, don't really, I really don't. I'm prepared to tell them that next time they say that. Yeah. Anyway, so Daniel went to see the king. Give me a little time. And I'll tell you the dream and what it means. Why not take a shot? And, and remember, Daniel and the king, they knew each other. He went home. Now, look at this. Look at this. This is just such, this had to happen. Well, we know it did. He goes home and he told, that's Shadrach, Meshach, Bendigo. Okay. Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. They asked the God of heaven to show them his mercy. How many times have we said his mercy endures forever? When uh, Jehoshaphat went out there, remember God said, you ain't going to need to fight. I'm going to fight for you. That was a, a king before Nebuchadnezzar got him. Back up history a little bit. It was Hezekiah. No, 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 Jehoshaphat we said, yeah. And when they got there, the place was, the, the enemy was all destroyed. But when they went out there, they sent the singers out first and they were saying his mercy endures forever. Anyway, they asked the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so that they would not die. Ah, that's, that's too personal. It's all about you. <laughs> yes, I want to go to heaven. Father, take me to heaven. I believe in Jesus Christ. And now from here on forward, I'm not supposed to ask the Lord to help me with a washing machine, help me with a cell phone, help me with this and whatever. Praise the Lord. No way. Mm -mm. I'm asking the Lord. So they would not die with the others. And that night in a vision, of course, God told Daniel what the king had dreamed. Hello. So you can walk out the door now and go, ah, just this is that, this book. That's the reason it's so devastating to be told all the time this stuff never happened. Or it's a book. It, it's mythological. There's some, there's some uh, you know, God doesn't act this way today, they'll say. He doesn't respond this way today. But there's some things we can learn. We can learn about ourselves. Oh, please. I do not need to learn anything about myself. Look at this. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Yeah, no kidding. Blessed be the name of God forever. For he alone has all wisdom and power. Now, this is after the fact. World events are under his control. He removes kings, sets them up on their thrones. That's what he did to Nebuchadnezzar. And he took off all Jehoiakim, whatever. He gives wise men their wisdom and scholars their intelligence. He reveals profound mysteries beyond man's understanding. Yeah, all this stuff is ours. You know, the Bible says Jesus has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. We got the mind of Christ. Does the Lord don't have any sense? Yeah, he's got sense. He knows all hidden things, for he is light and darkness is no obstacle to, obstacle to him. I, look at this. I, I thank and, and praise you, O God, of my fathers. Notice he's not doing this in front of everybody. Oh, everybody hear me. Praise the Lord. No, he's praising God. He just wrote down the record. Can you imagine? He's going, I ain't dying. I know. I'm going to tell. I can't wait to go tell Nebuchadnezzar. You've given me wisdom. And look at this glowing health. As I get older, I get sicker. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Trust the Lord. Praise the Lord. And now even this wisdom of his, excuse me, and now even this vision of the king's dream and understanding of what it means, he's sitting, and I got, I got my answer to prayer. Then Daniel went to see <laughs> Arioch. Now, you know, his head's on the chopping block. He had to believe, are you sure, boy? <laughs> All right, come on. Who had been ordered to ex ex execute the wise men of Babylon and said, don't kill them. Oh, okay, here we go. 
Take me to the king. That's what Daniel said. Don't kill him. Take me to the king. Look at this. I will tell him what he wants to know. Look how this was serious. He hurried Daniel to the king. Boy, we're watching it just like a video, aren't we? To the king and said, I found one of the Jewish captives who can tell you your dream. Now, do you see how the hand of the Lord is? I mean, he loves Nebuchadnezzar. He loves us all. The king said to Daniel, is it true? Can you tell me what my dream was and what it means? Now, remember, as soon as he begins to tell him, the king will go, that was it. He'll start remembering the vision that he saw. He won't know what it means, but he'll remember it. Look what Daniel says. No wise man, astrologer, magician, or wizard can tell the king such things. I love this. This is a, one of my favorite songs by Carmen has, has this, there is a God in heaven. Praise God. It's just like the other song we know, there is a river. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a savior. Praise God. Watch this. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has told you in your dream what will happen in the future. This was your dream. Praise God. You dreamed of coming events. He who reveals secrets was speaking to you. But remember, it's not because I'm wiser than any other living person. Look at that. This is how you just, just all the time do this, and you're going to find you got wisdom flowing out of you all the time. Don't sit there and go, well, I just got lucky on that one. And I guess I am pretty smart. I, I am a son of an engineer, you know. Just thank God. Thank God all the time. Give him all the credit. He'll flow through you all the time. Anyway, remember, it's not because I'm wiser than any living person uh, that I know this uh, secret of your dream. For God showed it to me. Look at that. For your benefit. Well, also for his, because you're not going to kill me. O king, you saw a huge and powerful statue of a man shining brilliantly, frightening, and terrible. The head of the statue was made of purest gold. Its chest and arms were of silver. Its belly and thighs of brass. Oh, I better just hold on. He's going to tell you. We don't have to jump in here and guess. Its legs of iron, its feet part iron and part clay. But as you watched, a rock was cut out from the mountains. Some people jump in, it was Jesus. Just, just read the story. Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't even know who Jesus was. So why should we jump in there and say it's Jesus? Just, just, just read the story. We know Jesus is a rock. Well, we need a scripture saying this is a rock. Well, just keep reading. So there's this statue made of all these things. But as you watched, a rock was cut from the mountainside. By supernatural means, it came hurtling toward the statue and crushed the feet of iron. All right, so it hit the statue in the feet. All right, smashing them to bits. The whole statue collapsed in a heap of iron, clay, brass, silver, and gold. Its pieces were crushed as small as chaff, and the wind blew them all away. But the rock that knocked the statue down became a great mountain that covered the whole earth. Now, remember, we can all jump ahead. That's Jesus. Well, could be. But stay with what's going on here. We already know Jesus. Here we go. That was your dream. Now for its meaning. Your majesty, you are a king over many kings. For the God of heaven has given you your kingdom, power, strength, and glory. So he told him, you got it all from God. All right. You've ruled the farthest provinces. Even animals and birds are under control. As God decree... You are that head of gold. So there we go. So the head of the statue was Nebuchadnezzar. But after your kingdom has come to an end, another world power will arise to take your place. This empire will be inferior to yours, and that kingdom has and after that kingdom has fallen, science is messing me up. I wanted to say that was Jesus. Well, see, just just, just keep reading, see? 
Because this kingdom here, he said, that's going to wipe this one out. He said, it's going to fall. Yet, a third great power, represented by the bronze belly of the statue, will rise to rule the world. Following it, there'll be a fourth kingdom. That's the reason you had the Purges and the, the, Purges and the Me- Persians and the Medes. And then we had the Greeks. And then we had the Romans. We've heard all this. Okay. So anyway, smashing and bruising and conquering. The feet and toes you saw. All right. Uh, part iron and part clay show later on this kingdom will be divided. Okay. Some parts of it will be strong as iron. So it shows that these kingdoms will try to strengthen themselves by forming alliances with each other through intermarriage of the rulers. But this will not succeed for iron and clay don't mix. Hey, wow. So how's Nebuchadnezzar taking all this? Let's keep going. During the reigns of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. There you go. There you go. But see how you don't have to jump ahead with the others? Okay. No one will ever conquer it. It'll shatter all these kingdoms into nothingness, but it'll stand forever indestructible. And some, some people jump off and they say, well, it was a Roman Empire. No, it wasn't. The Romans didn't last long. That's the meaning. So take it from when you get down to it. That's the meaning of the rock that crushed the, to, uh, to powder all the iron and brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold. So, in fact, the rock is Jesus. But you just don't want to jump there without reading first. Thus, the great God of heaven has shown what will happen in the future, and this interpretation of your dream is as sure and certain as my description of it. Now, before we get to Nebuchadnezzar's response here, look back at that just a minute. Let's take it for now what we know. Uh, where did it get? Uh, yeah, there it is. Oh, uh, where are we on the time scale? We are, well, 539 B.C. I just happen to know exactly. I was listening to a song about Daniel the other day. A long time ago, about 539 B.C. Whatever. Great song. But anyway, that's 500 years. 539 B.C. B.C. means before Christ. That's only 500 years. So, whoa. He's showing them what's going to happen. Here's Nebuchadnezzar. Our nation, put it in perspective, we got about 250 years in our, uh, our, since 1776, whatever. You know, 200, yeah, really roughly, nearly 250 years. So twice the length of our nation's time. We can see beyond that. We can understand that. All of a sudden, Jesus shows up, and he's talking about the kingdom of God. Wow. All right, here we go. So, dear knows, right? So anyway, this kingdom, he said, will never be destroyed. All right, let's get down, down to it. All right, here we go. Remember, he said, this is what's going to happen in the future. Then Nebuchadnezzar, look at this. He fell down to the ground before Daniel and worshipped him and commanded his people to offer. <laughs> I mean, he, said, he thinks you've got to worship Daniel's not. The, Daniel already said what, you're wasting your time here. To burn sacrifices and burn, well, to offer sacrifices and burn incense before him. Truly, O Daniel, look at this. The king said, your God is the, is the God of gods, ruler of kings, the revealer of mysteries. Well, wait a minute. He just did it one time. No. He's going to do it a bunch. Matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar's wife is going to tell her grandson when they all hold those cups because they start shaking because they can't interpret what's on that wall. And Nebuchadnezzar's wife, she's still living. And she says, go get Daniel. Daniel will tell you what that means. <laughs> I mean, and she didn't miss a beat. She didn't say, well, you know, I sure hope. Yeah, one time that church was a good church, but they're not so You never know. God sometimes does things. Oh, please. Truly, O Daniel, the king said, your God is the God of gods, the ruler of kings, the revealer of mysteries, because he's told you the secret. Then remember what the king had promised. 
the king made Daniel very great, gave him many valuable gifts, appointed him to be ruler over the whole province of Babylon. Hello, Joseph. Yeah, and that's why he got thrown to the lion's den. Everybody got jealous of him. But the truth was, they were jealous of the God, our God, as well as chief over all his wise men. Then at Daniel's request, the king appointed... <laughs> Look at this. this Daniel goes, hey, I, I, need, uh, I need Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You know? <laughs> at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as Daniel's assistants to be in charge of all the affairs. Oh, this just repeats over and over again. Yeah. You're the head, not the tail. Greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. Then at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as Daniel's assistants to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon. Remember, Babylon was the whole known world. Daniel served as chief magistrate in the king's court. Praise God. Now, we're not going to go there next, but the next chapter is, guess what it is? The burning, fiery furnace. Yeah, you got a high and then you get a low. No, there was no high and low there. You just stick with the Lord. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, they weren't going to bow down and they didn't burn. And you know the story. They're in there and Nebuchadnezzar's looking and he sees four of them in there. And, it, <laughs> and the only reason he was watching is because Daniel, Shadrach, well, Daniel, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego had said, our God whom we serve is able and he will deliver us. So Nebuchadnezzar said, well, Hey, tell the furnace guy to crank it up seven times hotter. <laughs> and, so, and then he said, and by the way, tie these fellows up. And then get the most mighty men to carry them. Down. Remember, it killed the mighty men. There was, I think, five or six things. Oh, and then do it right now. You know, they, <laughs> and Nebuchadnezzar wanted to go see. And take me down there. I got to see this. But see, a lot of times in the Bible, we capitalize on a little phrase that says, but if not. You know, but if not. Well, I don't think the but if not's in reference to that. Because they said, but if not, we're not going to serve you. <laughs> it won't matter. You're going to be charcoal. You know? No, I don't think it's what it's... In other words, he was saying, if you don't throw us in the fire, we're not going to serve that, that, those idols. But anyway, that's the very next thing that happens. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you. Praise God. Look how you, you're always doing the same thing over and over and over again, taking care of your children. And you took care of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You kept them from death. Just like you do. You keep us safe from car wrecks. You keep us safe from financial trouble, whatever. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, I think you'll take care of that. Praise God. You said, Daniel said, they had glowing health from you. You give us glowing health. Hallelujah. And the same thing's true financially. Look how you set up Daniel after this happened. He was given all these blessings. Praise God. Lord, if it's something else going on, some major problem, well, like we could have been set up to something bad's going to happen to us. But Lord, you are the God of heaven and you answer our prayers. You'll get us out of whatever trouble it is. That's just the way you are. Hallelujah. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left. But for us to do like Daniel, we'll keep a record and we'll tell others about what Jesus has done for us as we tell them about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, Daniel chapter 1 and 2. Glory to God.